0: You're listening to the Influential Conversations podcast with Industry Influencer of the Year, Kirk Stafford, and guests. Proudly brought to you by Tappy, helping property managers deliver a world-class maintenance experience to their landlords and tenants and save 40% of their time processing maintenance requests. Box Brownie, the innovators in property photography, Have a look at their new product, Snap, Snap, Snap. This is the brand new phone app designed specifically for real estate agents, which allows you to shoot professional quality photographs straight from your phones. Inspection Express. They're the market leader in property inspection reporting and digital signature property documentation, giving you a seamless approach to the way that you manage properties, as well as Agent Dynamics the market-leading team development ecosystem to help you nurture, grow and retain your property teams since 2014. Now, here's your host, Kirk Stafford. Well, here we are again with another of the series of influential conversations and my guests today and there are two uh, people that I have known and loved for a long time, and it is my absolute pleasure to have them on the uh, on the series. Manos and Maria Findacarcus from what is now Agents Agency. It was EVU before that. Now, word of disclaimer, Manos and I go back quite some way. <laughs> <laughs> I actually put him off property management at the very beginning of his career in real estate. But Manos has had an even more interesting career here because he was actually running a fish and chip shop before Maria rang him one day and said, honey, I've bought an agency. No um, word of a lie. <laughs> it's probably more Maria that's that's the one responsible here for, for where you are. Agents Agency now is um, fast approaching 100 um, <laughs> members to their, their group uh, and it's a, it's a different model. But I'll let Manos and Maria talk about that in a little bit of detail and I'm now just going to throw it straight over to you but again thank you both so very very much for being part of this so
1: thank you, you start with for you. having yeah. us yeah first Great. of
0: all thank you kirk for having us oh you're most welcome you're very, you're the one that was really the instigator of what is now the behemoth of, of agents' agency
2: mm-hmm.
0: what attracted you particularly to real estate but the the, the sector as a whole
2: yeah, um, it's, a, it's a funny story. I never actually thought about being in real estate, Kirk. Someone, Menos' cousin that actually is with us at the moment running a, a business within Agents Agency and, uh, and a business partner as well with us. He was in real estate with Ray White at the time. This is quite some time ago now. What, Manos, you're better with the numbers. 22 years ago.
1: 22 years ago.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and I just had Costa uh, was about four or five years old. I wanted to go back into, obviously, uh, either the business or doing something else after Costa, which is my youngest son, was going back to school. Jim said to me, look, Maria, I think you'll be really good in real estate. Why don't you just come and work with us for a day or two in Mount Martha at our office. He was with MPRE at the time. And let's see, you know, you tell me if you like it. If you do like it, then, you know, I can tell you what to do after that. Like get your licence and, 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 and start. And, and I never thought about real estate before then, before that specific min- minute. So it was just someone making the suggestion, then me wanting to really not go back into the fish and chip shop gig or wanting <laughs> to get Manos out of it. Because let's be honest, hospitality and for everyone that's actually working in it, they know how hard it is. It's a hard gig. It's very hard work. It's seven days a week, morning to night. Menos really didn't get to spend a lot of time with the boys. So I was looking. I was looking for a different avenue. Went, spent a couple of days with the guys, Jim and Anastasia, and then um, the rest is history. I really enjoyed it. Went and did my licence. Got my first gig in Mount Eliza, which was a beautiful Beautiful spot to start in real estate, Mm -hmm. and I was there for a year and a half. And then, obviously, as you know, and for everyone that's read Menos's book, I got my husband into it, kicking and screaming, and then we, we started our own little business. But not in a million years did I ever think that okay, let's go and build an empire of real estate offices and help thousands of people to, you know, hundreds of people to. Start a career in real estate, I was happy mm-hmm. to have a little office and work with my husband and list and sell property and, you know, maybe grow a rent roll. That's that's how it sort of all started. But, of course, then the story involves as, you yep. know, when you have people that enjoy what they're doing and they want to give back to the industry, obviously you're going to keep going forward. You're going to keep reinventing yourself and um, here we are.
0: Yep. True enough, and yeah. you really did. I mean, what, what you started off with uh, with EVU, uh, and uh, and I remember that started because we are all working in Frankston at the, at, at the time. It just almost, it, I think it caught a lot of people by surprise, the way mm-hmm. that it evolved and developed and grew so well and so quickly and so strongly. You ended up with a rent roll at one stage. I'm trying to remember our conversations, Manos. Was it about 1,500 properties? Uh, 1200. We got to 1200, 1,190. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. That would have taken some management. Oh, most definitely.
1: And previously to that, so this year represents April the 13th, three o'clock in the afternoon, represents that phone call, that famous phone call, honey, I bought a real estate office. Uh, So 20 years, um, really anniversary, I would say, that we got into real estate and then fumbling through it. So EVU started three, four years later. So 2003, we started our our franchised office with a local network. We sold that, stayed a year out of the game, came back in and started EVU at the end of uh, 2006. So we've been traveling as EVU real estate, I should say, uh, at that time. But the first year, Kirk, we didn't start property management. We yeah. did not start property management. We kept it just as a sales business. We turned over in our second year 600 sales transactions. We did just under $5 $4.3 I should say, in GCI in our second year. So by focusing just on sales. So property management didn't happen actually until about 20 months into it. Yeah. We were fortunate enough, and I'll share the story of how we grew from zero to 1,200. So so quickly, and as you mentioned, it needed a lot of um, uh, work from ourselves. But we bought a distressed rent roll at that time. We we're fortunate to come across a distressed rent roll. Someone mm. said to me, "He goes, rent rolls are good. I was avoiding rent rolls, Kurt, because as you know, <laughs> you were my. I did my certificate with you, and you put the fear of everything, the fear of God, in in yes. me in regards to rent rolls. And I said, why would you bother?" building a rent roll, you know, getting $100 a month from a landlord, all that sort of stuff. I just couldn't work out the numbers. And I, I hadn't worked out the numbers for some time, but eventually we did. And it was a distressed rent roll. It was about 270 uh, properties. We were very fortunate to acquire that with some great terms and a great multiple, And then from there, I got really into the thick of, okay, how does rent rolls actually work? And let's, we're meant to grow it. What do we have to do to grow it? And then we put the systems in place and the BDM work and all that. We made plenty of mistakes, plenty of, so many mistakes. I can't believe how many mistakes that we made, but I guess that's how you learn from it. And then within six years, we got to 1,200. So we organically grew 900 properties in six years. So it was a, plus obviously with the attrition, and the shrinkage, the natural uh, shrinkage that you have, we did do it in partnership at that time. So we did have a partner in that. So that really helped. So they were able to focus on it. That, unfortunately, that partnership um, split up, not from our part, but from their part. It was a husband and wife team. Yep. And then we, we we sold the rent roll thereafter. But that still gave us the 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 catalyst to restart it. And now we've regrown that rent roll um, and we're managing over 550, but we're doing it. A lot differently and now with our rent roll, we, we we changed its name to instead of being evu property management evu real estate property management we've changed to zebra property management property management in black and white the z2a of property management so we gave it a unique brand we wanted to position ourselves as a dedicated rent roll provider rental uh, provider to landlords um, and that service we wanted to increase our fees. Our demographic here in Frankston's not a high demographic, so fees are usually quite low. So we want to position ourselves. I said, "Well, you know what? There's always going to be one agency that's going to be the most expensive in the area. Why not that be us?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Why not and that actually, be us?
0: It's funny. I, I actually use when I'm when I'm coaching business owners, I use exactly that term. You know, someone has got to be the most expensive. Why not you?" And to me, it just makes sense. You know, everybody else is racing to the bottom with fees, and when you start to you know, cut your income, obviously you've got to start trimming your expenses. Mm-hmm. So let's let's you know, get away from that and start getting an appropriate fee, and then we can we can afford to bring in better tech stacks. We can afford to pay our people a heck of a lot better, and we we can just do the job a lot better. And if you've got that ratio where you're paying people. Better, or you're bringing in more people where your ratio of properties to people or people to properties changes. Uh, More attention paid to the person, more attention paid to the client, and you generally end up with a happier team. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: What have you done? What's uh, and look, it's been, I want to harp on about what's going on in the past, but it's been a really tough now, almost exactly three years for a lot of businesses, particularly a lot of. Uh, real estate businesses and sales mm-hmm. but also the property management side of things their, their their pms have been under an extraordinary amount of pressure particularly yeah. uh, when you had the changes in legislation and then uh, and it, we were the meat this savage how have your teams coped over that time and and what sort of what sort of strategies did you put in place to help support them yes. uh, in regards to
1: yeah um, the 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 big support is making sure that the team knows that you're there for them. We've been very fortunate with team selection, Aunt Kirk, and we've always been at what I call 80% capacity. So we have the 80% capacity rule. We never want we we see what's happening out there in the marketplace for property managers and that nine month turnover. Every nine mm-hmm. months, someone's moving, someone's moving. So we wanted to make sure that number one, why are they moving? Because they're walking into the they promised the world from directors, they come in, it's the best environment, the best this, the best that, and then they're given a portfolio that's in absolute chaos. And yeah. then suddenly that stress uh, seeks, uh, seeps in and they can never play catch-up. They're always playing catch-up and they can never get, uh, they can never catch up. So we have a philosophy right across the agency business in all departments to be at 80% capacity, not at 100% capacity. Now, does that affect your bottom line? When you look at the numbers... You look at the numbers and you go, well, that's affecting your bottom line. And I tend to disagree because people discount the human element of replacing and the cost of replacing staff and the time and the stress that it causes Training. staff training. Yeah. We have not lost, knock on wood, um, a property manager, since we sold our rent roll, had a year off. Five years Started now. again. Yeah, five years. We've
0: kept the same, same staff and just grown and just mm, grown. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's so, to the, the culture that you've developed, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, we look after them in the sense, yes, we, we, we uh, obviously we enumerate them well. We, we'd like to think we're enumerating better than anyone else. But also, and Maria um, is the best at this, we humanise the position to the point where we, we give our team time to be working from home. And I think COVID over the last three years, as you mentioned, we as employers learned so much about. Yeah, we learned
2: how to be flexible and, yes. and listen mm. to them and, and work with them to actually, for them to be living a great life and not just work and come to work and provide the best environment. So then when they go home, they're actually happy. Sorry, man, I interrupted you.
1: No, no, no. That's like exactly You're
2: right. in a flow. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, but, yeah it's but the it truth. Is, yeah. Go it's what Maria says. It's what Maria
0: says. Uh, well, that's that. why.
2: That's why we did the one day. The one day work week. Yeah, which mm-hmm. the girls absolutely love. Yeah, I love yeah. it. So,
0: your team work one day from the office or one day from home?
2: We're we're here all the time. This is for the for our PMs. Yep. Sometimes we work from home. home. But really, we're in the office the majority of the time. So for our property managers, we made a decision. We sat down with them. We listened to them, what was working for them. They uh, said, let's trial one day a week to work from home. And they've picked a Thursday. And Mm -hmm. we've been doing that for a very long time. And they absolutely love it. Um, and then the feedback is just actually speaking to the team. The team is small enough to be able to have those meetings every week and listen to them in, in regards to what they want. Trying to find solutions to be there for them, have an open door policy. You know, we're here anytime you want to come in and have a chat with us. We're always here for you, uh, which is exactly what Mano said. You know, it's just it's working with them, uh, yeah. not just sort of saying, well, that's the department. Of property management, and you know, good luck to you guys. You're over there on the side. You'll find that a lot of you know traditional, old-fashioned real estate offices quite often run like that, and the 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 actual um, owner doesn't really know much about property management. They don't take the time, or they don't have the time to have the in to sit down and 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 give the property manager what they need or find out a little bit more about that side of their business um, mm. because they, they are. They're wearing too many hats. They're trying to list and sell property. They're trying to balance trust accounts. They're trying to run a property management division that they don't like or they don't know much of. <laughs> and, you know, it's just you can't do everything and yeah. be really good at all, all aspects of your business. And I guess that's where we come in as well. We, we saw that as a challenge for our principles. Um, So now Manos has developed a a new system where we actually help them with the back end of their property management division. I don't know if Manos, if you want to elaborate on that a little bit more, because just like what we've done with the salespeople, and we we actually look after all all of the back end so they can do what they do best, which is list and sell, we've done exactly the same for, for property management now as well. So, and that's... Thriving, yeah. thriving.
0: Yeah. And, Maros, could and, you just go that a bit more, please?
1: Yeah, definitely. And before um, uh, moving in regards to the last three years as well, Kirk, one of the rules that we've put in place—not rules—we've empowered our property managers not to take on crap from yes, property absolutely. managers. So yeah. we're we're talking about what's what's kept our team. Stable, what's kept our team happy and our retention longer than normal? Now, we understand some of them are not going to be here forever. Like, I think as a business owner, you need to understand people will move on for their own personal reasons, Uh, lifestyle changes, uh, career changes, all that. So, you've got to be really mindful that someone coming into your business today will not, more than likely, not be there in 5, 10, 15 years, not because of bad. We hope not because of the wrong reasons, but for the right reasons. So as a business owner, you need to put real clear rules of engagement mm. and processes in place to accommodate that. So that's number one that I can mm. obviously recommend to business owners and we can share some some strategies in there. But going back to making sure that the portfolio, the cleaner your portfolio is, the, the, the more retention you're going to have of your staff and the happier your staff are going to be. If they're not under stress... It's, it's saving you so much money and heartache as a director. So I highly encourage directors to make sure they've got clear rules and empower their, their um, property managers. As soon as they see a bad property, do not put it on, right? Mm-hmm. If, if, if you're sitting on the area, the gray area, don't put it on. If they're discounting their fees or they're wanting this or they're not an, a, a direct a, a landlord that's happy to maintain a property, don't put it on. There's enough good landlords out there to be the pick of the crop and they're the people you want to because you're going to protect your staff and you're empowering your staff there. So that's number. going back to, you know, what's worked for us, not over the last three years but beforehand. Um, And I think we were very fortunate coming into covid Kirk, we had already done the remote. Everything for us was remote, was in the cloud. So we were already set up. As soon as we had to start working from, from home, it wasn't a no biggie for us. It wasn't anything new. We didn't have to change too much from telephone systems and stuff like that. We didn't have to change that much to get people working from home and still running, especially in property management because that was obviously continuing. And going back to the essential service, what we call um, agent-assisted services in property management, uh, that's where we do, there's a real line in the sand, we do all back of house and our agents, because we have 93 offices across the country now, there's over 450-odd people within the organisation. The majority of our agencies run property management some very small portfolios, 10, 20, 30, 40. You know, we're managing close to three and a half thousand uh, properties across the group. So it's substantial, but a lot of our um, uh, agents would like to grow a rent roll, but haven't got the capacity to put on a full-time property manager, and we provide all the back-end administration uh, services for them. It's something that we've been uh, it launched just on 18 months ago, and but we haven't promoted it Fully into the marketplace at this point in time, just making sure that everything was in place. But it's working like a dream. It is. Yeah. It is one of those essential services that agents get the real benefit of having that expertise back of house, and all they do no. in front of house. So it's a real line in the sand,
2: which is what they're good at as well. The relationship, Absolutely. yeah, the relationship building with their client,
0: yeah, mm. all that. Yep, exactly. Okay. It's the it's next whole thing. thing. Yeah, the the relationship is the most important part of both sales and PM, and that's and, and I mean, look, I've, I've always had the view that you don't necessarily need to have the two in the same office, because the only thing that the the only thing is the the is the, the similarity is the commodity they're dealing in, but yeah. they've got completely different um, horizons for the relationship with both sides. Yeah. with a with a salesperson, your relationship's maybe. From the time when you first look at the property, it might be a six-month relationship with the with the vendor, with a property manager. That relationship could go for ten years with mm. with the land, and you'd hope that the relationship with the tenants is the same. So you you're in you're, you're, you're a completely different relationship, and the two mindsets have got to be different as well. So I was at a, I was
2: at a seminar once, Kirk, Kirk, and I can't remember who said it, but it was someone, and it stuck with me, and I use it all the time. And they said that um, the, the the relationship that an agent has with their vendor is like a one-night stand, whereas a property manager with their landlord is like a yeah. marriage. So it's yeah. just yeah. brilliant.
0: Or, or to break it down, yeah. down even more, Maria, it's, you know, the salespeople, are, you know, they're, they're the inhabitants of Tinder. Yes. yes. <laughs> Whereas the property managers okay. are on harmony or RSVP. Oh, I tell you what, the
2: first time I heard of that, I thought, yes, absolutely, mm. 100%.
0: Because, yeah, yeah, it is. But you've got to have those different mindsets and the different personalities, but yeah. it doesn't mean that they're mutually exclusive. It just means that you're going to have to have a, a more rounded team. If if you're running both in the same office, I mean you yeah, you know cool. my background and you you know the size of the enrolls that I've run, but yes. um, you know, you, I've, I've, I've actually said to salespeople, I don't want you in my office. <laughs> because <laughs> they are so different. Yes, it, it's never been said maliciously. It's always been a bit of a bit of a joking thing. But just having those two, that awareness that there are different people, mm. and the relationships are different, is is a vastly beneficial. Attitude for a, a real estate agency director to have if they're running both sales and PM in the office. Yeah, I, I,
1: definitely. But also from the mindset of a, a director to really understand property management, mm. to really understand the numbers. Maybe not so much in the nitty-gritty of it, how to do a routine and and you know how to do ingoings and outgoings, all those sorts of things. But understanding the purpose of your property management division um and sometimes it's not about people are always thinking it's about covering my fixed expenses and covering and having a a nest egg for an exit strategy but understanding what it's there for like it could be for an exit strategy at a later stage and saying well my five-year goal is to do this and if you have that as a goal well what's it going to take to get to a particular size and do you sacrifice profit to get to that size so you've got something as an exit strategy in the end and mm-hmm. or is it relationship retaining for the sales business because a lot of directors also don't value the sales that, well i won't say don't value but don't measure the actual money that comes out of their rent roll from a sales point of view to realize shit, i may not be making the profit margin that i would like out of my rent roll but if you look mm-hmm. at it from the sales perspective and the extra boards in the area and the extra presence And that extra service, suddenly there's a bigger value to the rent roll. And if they understand the value in all aspects of the business, they'll probably take more effort into it. And mm-hmm. take a bigger interest to get it to where it needs to be.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely agree with you. I've actually challenged a couple of consulting clients on that. They said, "Oh, my my, my property managed you department, know, it's it's losing money. You know, it's, uh, all the you know sort of all the the hassles with it. You know, there's only so much coming in from the management fees." They said, "Well, what about the the fees that you've got out of it from a selling point of view? How many properties have you sold off mm-hmm. the rent roll and say the last accounting period, last twelve months?" Yeah um and how much of the commission of those have you attributed back to the property management division mm. most of them haven't because they see it as a completely separate function but they'd never have had that business in the first place if they hadn't been managing the property
1: mm. Yeah, cool. I, I must admit kirk uh in our first business uh we kept it for 30 months we started property management we kept it for 30 days then we we had 21 files. We handed them over, didn't even get paid for them, didn't want to get paid for them. handed oh, them over a to an adjoining. There was at uh, Beach Streets. And I must admit, I have a different respect. attitude, respect yeah. for property management. I think it's an invaluable resource for every agency, whether it's small or large. And people get carried away with having a 1,000 rentals. I'm thinking, well, just think about 100 landlords that can, refer your clients and stuff like it's just it's a totally different mindset and if you have the right mindset and you you give it the the respect that um that it deserves you'll grow something phenomenal and kirk the next step now is we do have we we obviously and there's other models out there too empowering property managers to run their own um property management division as well so we well, that we was my a, next question
0: yeah, yeah, that was my that next works. question. It's 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 just are you now taking that model across into yeah. a purely a PM yep. related uh, field so that you can actually set up property management specific offices within the agents' agency? I think mm-hmm. that's brilliant because I mean, look, I've, you know, I've always had that view. It's, it's 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 a business in itself, and there's there's no good reason that that it should be, as I said before, uh, in the same office as a sales agency because they're they are different. How are you structuring? I mean, just getting back to Zebra for a minute. The the structure in there. I'm. How many staff have you got running that for you?
1: So we have five property managers, uh, what we call full time uh, property managers. Mm-hmm. Then we have a separate division doing the trust accounting for it, and then we have yep. um, administration uh, assisting in uh, you know the the the, yep. the the marketing of the properties and putting them on the portals and so forth. So yep. our 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 property managers focus on the property management work mm-hmm. and we have administrators doing the trust accounting. without yeah. Obviously, we, we do our own trust accounting, but it's a separate division.
0: Yep, for sure. You, you say before that they're all quite long-term with you. What yes. have you done in terms of creating a culture for them that, that's kept them there? Obviously, yes, remuneration's is a very key thing, but there are other factors as well as we know. What else have you brought into Zebra that's, that's helped keep your team with you
1: i don't think we do anything extraordinary kirk except that we're we're, we walk our talk when Mm. we say we are going to do something we actually do it and i must admit that's probably we have a new a new person that just started with us because obviously we got to that stage where we we, we get we get to that next level and she's been with us for just on uh four months four months months. Mm -hmm. and kathy keep saying, like, we have our meetings and then we say we're going to do something and then we implement it. And she's been really pleasantly surprised. She goes, Manos, I've been working in property management for many, many years in different environments. You say what you you do what you say you're going to do because mm-hmm. that's the biggest difference that I've seen. So when we say we're going to do something, we, we actually mean it and we act on it. We don't just say it for the sake of saying it. And, again, just
2: being... But all here, the previous, you know, Yeah. The previous, what we spoke about before in regards to the flexible working environment, mm-hmm. you know, listening to them, having that open door, always, door is always open, sort of attitude that they can approach us at any time. It's a combination of things, isn't it? But I think yeah. the actual people got to give credit back to the girls because they created that environment as well. So mm-hmm. if you had one person in there that wasn't, Know we were blessed that they're all can work really well together, they 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 thrive, they help each other, they've got each other's back. So if you had one person in there that wasn't the same, that culture now that has been established after five years, that culture would push that person out. Yeah. Um, so now that it's been established, um, I think you know you'll you'll keep going like that for a very long time as long as the you know, it's not a full turnover of the team, I guess. So yep. yeah, you and have no, to give some credit mind. to the girls as well.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> when you've got that that similarity of mindset, and when you've got people that are that cohesive, mm. someone coming in that that doesn't ascribe to that same view won't be comfortable. No, and they will, as you said, they'll, they'll actually remove themselves from the office yeah. rather than have to be managed out. Mm. But it is, I you mean, know, it's it's having that that humanized environment as well like you said you listen to them and you do the things you say you're going to do and and we've all been environment in environments where that hasn't been the case so where Mm. you've got that it just makes everything flow so much more easily
2: yeah
0: and when you when you select them it
1: it all starts at the selection process too Mm -hmm. if you get the right people at the right it, it just doesn't happen some people think oh you get lucky and all that well actually no you actually You've got to go through that selection that old saying higher slow move on quickly Mm -hmm. is true it's true have we always got it right no we've always had pures and i'll take that from um bradley Bradley brown Brown. from 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 fletcher's i'll give the credit where the credit is due pures previously undetected recruitment errors We've all had peers. Like Everyone um, has
2: them. Yep.
1: Everyone oh, yeah. has them. And uh, it's so important as as a business owner, when when it happens, you've got to work through it, just, you know, but sometimes you've got to move people on very quickly if they don't fit the culture. And, you know, as they say, hire for attitude first, skill set will follow. Yeah. Um, you
0: can train on yeah. skill set. So, yeah, yeah, I was about to say, that. I mean, if, if people have got the right attitude, skills are a, a no-brainer. They can be taught. Yeah. They really yeah. can. Look, guys, we're out of time. We've actually gone over what I thought we were going to do because it's such an engrossing topic and and, and I just love talking to the both of you. But thank you so much for being part of this series. I am deeply grateful for you for coming on board with it. I'm just going to sign it off right there. So again,
2: thanks. Kirk. Thank
0: thank you, Kirk. From agency, my, uh my, my my undying gratitude to both of you for being on board. Thank you. Likewise, Kirk. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to another podcast in the Influential Conversation series. These are brought to you proudly by Tappy, Box Brownie, Inspection Express and Agent Dynamics. Please be sure to tune in next time for the next in this series.